0: Welcome to Unraveled Podcast. I'm Bridget. And I'm Mackenzie. This is the place where we unravel all the things on our hearts.
1: Laughter, tears, and real talk are all invited. Here we go. Shaw,
0: thank you so much for coming back on the show with us. Thanks for having me. I'm so happy to be back with you guys.
1: Oh my gosh. Our original guest, circa, gosh, I don't even know what year it is. Circa 2019 <gasps> B. Is that correct? Wait, she is that, that? right?
0: was yes. shall one of our first no she was, our, was first. our first yes
1: <gasps> wow wow <laughs>
0: 2019 so this much is, life has happened you guys this is a moment i remember kens um told me about you and she like right when she and i were like kind of like thinking up like okay like what would this community of women look like who would be our ideal like woman listening and i think everything about your story just like really lined up with what Ken's and I wanted to do with the podcast and and now the retreats.
2: I'm always humbled to talk to you guys. And to say that, yeah, I think all of us have grown tremendously, even from that first, I'm even like thinking I was sitting in my in-laws basement. That's like where our life was at. Um, and I remember sharing, yeah, just like the trenches of it all. And it's beautiful. Even within what is that like three years to look back and see how far he's brought the story. And now the Imago Day retreats, which is like a whole new added layer and bonus to all of it. It's um, so, I'm really grateful.
1: I love that. And it's so funny thinking that far back, you guys, that 2019, it, well, it was before COVID. It was months before. I know we think it all is the same at this point, but it was before everything. And it really is crazy to think how much our testimonies and stories have evolved since. So like the original Shawl story, from podcasts back is, is your original, um, leaving law. Mm-hmm.
0: So maybe because we have this growing community who probably hasn't heard that old episode, um, Shawl, could you dive in a little bit and just tell us kind of a brief synopsis of, um, your journey and just where you're, where you were at and where you're at now. Um, and yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So My full
2: name is Shalini Bluebaugh. I was born and raised in the great state of Minnesota. Uh, Went to the University of Minnesota, Twin Cities, graduated from there in 2012, took a couple years off to serve with a ministry organization called Net Ministries. We led faith-based retreats for sixth through 12th graders across the country. It was awesome. And it was really there that I like cemented my faith in a lot of ways. Um, And then in 2014, I began my time in law school And graduated from law school in 2017, knowing 110% I never wanted to practice law. And a little bit more backstory is that my family is originally from India. Um, Both my parents, Kurt and Molly, God bless them, were born and raised in India. And so it wasn't necessarily spoken out loud, but there was always this underlying expectation that um, I would pursue a professional degree. So doctor, lawyer, engineer. And in college, kind of through a lot of conversion and a lot of partying and a lot more (laughs) conversion, um, I just really came to this point where I was like, Jesus, I want to pursue everything that you want me to pursue. And I never wanted to go to law school, I wanted to go into all things health and wellness. I wanted to walk with other women on their health and wellness journeys. I ultimately wanted to be a personal trainer. And so kind of with all that backstory, went into law school knowing that I didn't want to be there, but I was there for a reason. Um, and praise God, because I actually met my husband Matt there, my second year, his third year. And fast forward coming out of law school, I knew, yeah, again, that I never wanted to practice law but wanted to pursue health and wellness. So Graduated from law school in May of 2017. Actually took the bar exam in July of 2017. And I told my parents, you know, I'm taking this thing once. Whether I pass it, I'm not practicing. Whether I fail it, I'm not practicing. Matt and I got married in August of 2017. We moved to Denver, Colorado in September of 2017. I found out I failed the bar exam on October 6th. 2017. And in a lot of ways, it was an earth shattering day for me. Um, And God really uses everything, like everything Mm -hmm. for our good and for his direction and Mm -hmm. for his glory. Because on October 6th, when I found out that I had failed the bar exam, in one worldly sense, it was right. It's a failure in Mm -hmm. my life. I failed this exam that would have put me on this path that Um, sure, I didn't want to pursue, but there's a piece of us, right, that we don't, as humans, want to fail anything. right? Um, And so in one aspect of the journey, for me, it was like, wow, I am a failure. And kind of internalizing all of those worldly lies that are easy to buy into in our stories of we have to be very linear in our journeys. We have to right go to school, get the job, have the career, make Mm -hmm. the money, have the kids, buy the house, live in that area Mm -hmm. that is um, wanted by many, right. Be seen, get the accolades, get the degrees, all of the things. And Jesus really stepped into my life in a brand new way, really on October 6th, because Mm. he was like the, the failure aspect, um, I can make into something really beautiful. And that's exactly what he's done. So Mm. really that day was the beginning of a brand new journey and the beginning of all things, health and wellness for me. Um, I I get like, a little bit shaken up and teary-eyed even talking about it because yeah In in the ways of the world I it was a closed door slammed in my face <clears throat> excuse me and in a godly sense it was a door swung wide open for me
0: with all your your passion now for health and wellness I know that that is something that a lot of women struggle with especially like young moms. Um, and, and even just, even if you're not a mom, I think that it can be like very linked to our confidence. Um, could you share a little bit about like what you share on retreat and maybe, um, Little tidbits of like on every retreat, there's time for um one on one with all of our speakers, and since Shaw is one of our speakers, you know, um, lots of women have come to her after her talks to to have that one on one time with her. What are like some um I guess reoccurring themes that you have seen, you know, in that women are tackling right now in terms of. Um, you know, uh, the way that they see themselves and the way that they like the mind, body, spirit connection that you talk about.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I always like to say that I'm always shooting to live the integrated life. And what I mean by that is living exactly what you said, be mind, body, heart, soul, because I think a lot of the times we try to right, exercise or eat well, and that's a completely separate area of our lives that we have in our day-to-day versus our faith life or our prayer mm. life. And it was only when I gave my mind, body, soul, spirit, emotional well-being, right, mental well-being to Jesus and said, you lead this, you take this and show me who you created me to be. As one whole integrated person, that is really truly where my own health and wellness journey came alive and has been sustainable and productive and healthy. I think we live in a culture that says a lot of time less is more right
0: be skinnier
2: Mm -hmm. do the diet quick fixes shortcuts but our god is not a god of any of those things he is not a god of shortcuts he is not a god Mm -hmm. of um less is more but he is a god of all things rightly ordered and our bodies truly are temples i love 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 the fact that um the eucharist right body blood soul and divinity Mm. and We, If we are right in his image, just like our retreats made in his image, then why wouldn't we take care of our bodies? Why wouldn't we take care of our souls and not have them be separate parts of our being, but recognize them as one whole?
1: Mm -hmm. That's beautiful, Shaw. Yeah, and you touch on all of that in in your talk. And gosh, I feel like B and I have heard your talk now uh, three times.
0: And a million or, times, <laughs> but a million
1: times, but, um, on retreat specifically. And each time I am moved deeper mm-hmm. um, into this fullness of life. And I, I love your talk because it's on the business day and we start our, our retreat with the letting go day of uncovering wounds and going to those places. And then Shawl comes in and she has remained with us since day one. You guys, she is yeah. our only speaker that has been at each one. Mm-hmm. Um, by both of our all of our choices. Um, yeah. <laughs> and Shaw's so great cuz she will lead a workout in the morning, um, two workouts and yeah. um, she just picks us up right where we are because I love and I know B does too how um, you come from this humble place Shaw even though you have so much um, going for you. You meet everyone right where they are by sharing your story vulnerably yeah. and then allowing everyone to walk with you in the process. So it's not like I'm, I'm successful now. Um, and here's some tips. It's like, look what I've overcome and mm-hmm. I'm still overcoming in my living, breathing testimony. Mm-hmm. Um, and I want to walk with you guys and you do such a beautiful job, um, in friendship with those people that you meet and, um, mm-hmm. moving forward after retreats. And what, what is one of your takeaways shelf being a speaker and leader on these retreats? Like what, What do you take away from this, meeting all these awesome ladies?
2: Thank you for the affirmation, first of all. Um, And I I mean, you just did exactly what my biggest takeaway is on retreat. You said the word overcome. And I am always so humbled to receive all of these stories of Mm -hmm. all of these women that come from all of these different backgrounds that are currently overcoming whatever it is the lord has in front of them mm-hmm. and have overcome so much and uh, i like to think of the word encounter because the de- the definition of the word encounter is to come face to face with
1: mm-hmm.
2: and the retreats provide such a beautiful opportunity not only for us as women to come side by side to come face to face with one another to encourage each other in the journey of overcoming whatever it is, but to also come face to face with ourselves. And as a retreat leader, I'm always so just taken and in awe and oftentimes left in tears because these women are so willing to come face to face with themselves
1: Mm -hmm.
2: and to really dig into, okay, Jesus, like, what do you want of me? Who did you create me to be? What are you asking of me? I have all these dreams and these goals. How do you want to move in me so I can move with you on earth um yeah it chokes me up even now just thinking about a handful of the women that have been on retreat and their stories and that's my biggest takeaway I just I like love receiving all of these women because it always leaves me so encouraged and in my own journey to continue to do hard things to continue to show up for what doesn't always feel comfortable but Right. We know we're not called to comfort, but to greatness. And Mm -hmm. just to be around women for three days that want to figure out like how they are called to that greatness because of Jesus is something that is so invaluable to me.
0: Amen. I feel like I need to like steal that part of that answer too, Shaw, because that totally is, I feel like Ken's and I's takeaway as well is like it's so humbling to hear these stories. And in a way, you always see a part of yourself, I feel like in someone else's story. And so Mm -hmm. even if the struggle is totally different, like the walk is totally different. I think seeing these women as overcomers makes me feel like, okay, whatever's going on in my little heart, in my mind, like I can overcome that too. And so even as a facilitator, as the planner, you know, with Ken's. I mean, she and I have so many moments where we're like about to cry because (laughs) we're just like, these women have given more to this experience than than we could have ever asked for. Um, and I was actually just um, exchanging voice memos with one of the retreatants who's coming back for a second mm. time. and um, <clears throat> And she was on our first one. And <laughs> she was just saying, I'm so excited to come back because I know that there's like more for me to continue to discover about myself. There's more that I want to unlock. And we joke that we've become retreat junkies, like even in our own <laughs> lives, you know, we we go on retreats outside of our own. And I think it's because like we can never stop growing. And I think mm-hmm. that's something Amen. that the three yeah, the three of us I feel like are very aligned with knowing that. Um, and we just want that for all women, for for women in all different circles. So um it's just it's such a joy to walk with both of you guys and and all the women. And I know God has so much in store for this group. I mean Every time it's a mystery, like who's gonna show up? Who like what is this group? And everyone is always like each one is so different. And but it's like so exciting almost. Like, what is what does the Lord have in store for this one?
2: As you were talking, be of just saying, like, yeah, it's always kind of such a mystery to see like who comes. That's another takeaway, actually, within the retreats that we talk about after retreat has happened. And even during one of my favorite parts of retreat is on the last day, we'll all gather together and we share like our biggest takeaways. Mm-hmm. And that's another thing that always just astonishes me. Mm-hmm. And like the Lord seriously just handpicks yes. the group of women that yes. are there it, and they're, the way that he interweaves their own stories, these complete strangers, 100%. it makes so much sense by the end of retreat why it was that specific group of women. Oh. Yes,
0: yes. We talk about that. Ken and I are like it's almost freaky. Like yes. the first group of women was so divinely like coordinated, and then the second group. I mean, it's like a mixture of like very similar wounds, very similar yeah. past, like okay. things they're walking through currently. And like you're you're right. It's like wild how it's it's humbling to say like well we didn't plan that. Like that <laughs> was totally God. That was totally the Holy Spirit and. We are just acting upon a prompting to like organize it, but to see what actually happens uh, when the women show up and they share their stories is, it's just so wild. It rip-
1: yes. Yeah. Talk about that prayer night, Shawl, if you, if you can, I, I feel like it's such an important night because um, when you go to another retreat, any retreat, really, you don't get to spend time. With the speakers or the leaders or the facilitators, it's kind of like they're behind the scenes the whole time. When Mm -hmm. we get to that prayer night, well, the whole time we're together, which is really special. We even sleep in the same house together. But specifically that prayer night, it feels like we are all on the journey together um, in uncovering wounds and just praying over one another Mm -hmm. and crying and laughing and sharing and holding one another. And how does how does that feel as like a speaker and leader and yeah what's your biggest takeaway in those moments yeah
2: i i i feel like i keep saying like that's one of my favorite parts and that's one of my favorite parts. Right. the whole retreat is my favorite part really <laughs> but this night in particular i think you just come together and there there really is no distinction between right the speakers and leaders versus retreatants i feel like uh-huh. We are all pursuing Jesus's heart and desire Mm -hmm. to be pursued by his. And that night just brings that to earth, really. Mm -hmm. Um, It's a beautiful way to just experience sisterhood and community. I mean, talk about a woman's heart, whether we are too busy to realize or have had past friendship wounds or whatever it is. Like, we need other female Mm. girlfriends. Like, we our hearts- um, are formed to have friendship. I think about Elizabeth and Mary and how beautiful that friendship was, and how we mm-hmm. need that still too, right? Two thousand years later, and that that night of prayer is just that opportunity to just dive into and be Christ to one another. Really, mm-hmm. um, it's beautiful.
0: And I, I think it's like also there's a level of like, I don't want to say uncomfortability, but because as a, I feel like as a society, we have, we're getting so farther away from that like intimacy of like spiritual intimacy, community, like true community that mm-hmm. um, I think it's, it's a brave thing to come to a retreat like this, to come to a micro retreat, because you are really forced in such a beautiful way to connect with the women around you. You know, like there's no hiding in the back row. Like this is like an under 30, you know, person retreat. And I think the beautiful thing though, about that is it is a rare opportunity to really be known and to really like by the end of it, everyone knows a piece of everyone's story in a beautiful way. And I think at the prayer night too, like there were moments that like we knew little bits and pieces of why people were there. And there was one beautiful um, moment that I know that we all remember um, so deeply is like a mother and a daughter like reconnecting and, you know, halfway through the prayer night, we just looked over and they were just like, (laughs) weeping in each other's arms like I could cry thinking about that moment Mm -hmm. because you know you see something like that and you're like okay like only the Holy Spirit in this room could do that and um yeah I think it's just it's super powerful and it's super awesome um but it takes a leap of faith and I think a lot of messages we get are women saying to us currently in real time you know we have ha- like half the house filled and then we have a lot of women who are on the fence because naturally as women we don't want to give ourselves um things we don't want to give ourselves time away stuff like that and so i guess i don't know if either of you guys want to touch on this but um just the value of investing in yourself you know not over obsessing with investing in yourself um like remaining selfless to the people around us but also like giving yourself permission to take care of yourself and take time away to go back and be renewed for the people that are most important to you in your life.
1: Yeah, Shel, do you want to share? I can share after you.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I'm actually thinking of one
2: particular gal that was in my small group this past retreat um, that will speak into this too. And she was really, really, really on the fence about coming um, for a variety of reasons. But one in particular is that she wasn't a mom. And Mm -hmm. not to say that everybody on retreat is a mom. That's just not true. Not everybody on retreat is a mom, but she just felt this kind of anxiety or apprehension about coming because she felt like she wouldn't necessarily fit in. And so to anybody that's listening, that right there are these excuses maybe or these thoughts maybe that you feel like X, Y, or Z, it's hard, it will be hard to go because of X, Y, or Z, which will make you not fit in. Mm -hmm. The reality is, is that, if there is a pitter patter on your heart that mm-hmm. this seed has been planted in your mind about maybe I should check this retreat out, or maybe this is for me or maybe Jesus is calling me to go on retreat, just to recognize that you belong where he leads. And if there is this even inkling on your mind, in your heart, in your prayer life, um, ask him to make it happen for you and to mm-hmm. give you the courage to say yes. Amen. That's one of my biggest... Um, Lessons, I think, in life, even throughout my own story and journey, is when we give Jesus our yes, even if it's a shaky, quivering, a little bit afraid, yes, he's going to take it and make it into something really, really beautiful. Mm-hmm. And so to say, to kind of cap all of that off, if there is right any doubt or fear, this this resistance because it sometimes feels selfish to step away from our homes, from our families, from our friends, from our obligations. Know that Jesus stepped away too when Mm -hmm. he was here on earth. He did. He stepped away so he could retreat, so he could experience the love of the father, so he could just have some time to sit and be, so that he could hop back into his ministry. And that goes for us too. Amen.
1: Amen. Wow, that was so beautifully said, Shaw. And, it's funny because I, I was going to share one story briefly and I've shared it before on the podcast, but I just want to say, before I share that one, I love that you shared, um, someone who came, who isn't a mom, uh, multiple people have and 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 we're not just this motherhood retreat. And I'm so glad that that girl just got so much out of it. And I will say everyone who comes, uh, leaves retreat with something. Mm -hmm. And we always find that because of the, um, Last night when we do the graces received in a circle, which is also a powerful night and you guys touched on it, I I, I move to tears every time because things are said that I didn't even know because we don't get to be and I don't get to get in those small groups that Mm -hmm. everyone um, is in. And I think a lot of um, beautiful stuff happens in those moments. But one one story is about a mother um, who came to retreat and she was just feeling lost. Like she wanted to do more. She wanted to have an identity. She wanted to maybe switch careers, all of these things, these like Production things, these ideas she had um, were turned on retreat. And in that small circle, she bursts into tears and says, I have reclaimed my motherhood. Oh. And reclaiming your motherhood, like that is a beautiful thing, too, as a mom. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that goes with everything. And I think what she meant was reclaiming my identity yeah. as mm-hmm. God's daughter. Even if there there are women who want to have kids on the retreat and there are single women. And I think mm-hmm. the big thing, the big takeaway, and Beth, mm-hmm. one of our speakers, talked about this, relationship, identity, mission, RIM. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that just got to all of our cores, all three of us and then everyone who comes. And so when we sit in that circle and we go around the room, I think we've all reclaimed our identity as God's daughter. Mm-hmm. So. Amen.
0: I was like totally tearing up as you just reminded me of that story, Ken's, because Mm. I know exactly who you're talking about. And I, I myself started crying when she cried Mm. because I felt that like, so to my core, like Mm. that, that has been a huge theme in my own life is like reclaiming motherhood, finding joy in motherhood and Mm. feeling like not feeling lost in it. Like I don't need to tell people the hundred other things I'm doing. Like I could just be doing this and that would be just enough. And I think that what she meant by that was like in the circle, hearing and seeing so many beautiful women living out their vocation, whether they were a mom or not, I think Mm -hmm. gave her permission to say, these women accept me exactly how I am because there is beauty in what I'm doing and I'm I'm seeing it in other women. And I think that that another theme that we've talked about with these retreats and on the podcast is how, um, you know, women used to like rear their families together and they lived in community together and they shared ideas and they shared how they dealt with things together. And it was like this collective experience. And that's why we chose to call it a mastermind because Mm -hmm. this idea of a mastermind that has become popular in the past five, 10 years is this idea of, uh, you know, it's, it's a secular idea, but our retreat of course brings the faith aspect because We can't do anything without, we can't create anything without our creator. But the idea of a mastermind is like, I don't have all the answers. I need to hear what the rest of the room is saying to start to form my own path and to form what the plan that God has set out for me. And so I think one of my biggest takeaways and from even from just having friendship with both of you and meeting all these women is like, I learned so much from how everyone else mothers or how everybody else um, you know, is in sisterhood with other people. And I think that the beauty of that is that it is this time away to like really be super intentional in a world that just we're not always that intentional about friendships anymore. Um, and I think that that is one of the most beautiful things is just seeing how connected everyone has stayed.
2: Yeah. Talk about connection. <laughs> I'm like thinking you said the word connection and immediately I was thinking about how last evening I got a text message from the gals that were in my last small group for a prayer request and we're how many months removed from that retreat and we are still texting each other and asking for prayer and cheering each other on and it is I couldn't agree more be about the intentionality and how when we sit in it for even just 48 hours a little over that over the retreat weekend what bonds can form Mm. simply because we set time aside
1: Mm -hmm. yeah so true I love it all invest in yourself it's worth it
0: Yeah. And thanks so much, Shaw, for sharing your story again with us. I think it is the coolest thing ever that you were our first guest and now Mm -hmm. we have you on again Mm -hmm. as we prepare for October. Um, But I'm just so excited to hug you both in the flesh and to to see these ladies that God has already ordained to be there. Yes. Amen. Thank you guys for having me. Love you both. Thanks for listening to Unraveled Podcasts. To stay a part of the conversation, follow us on Instagram at Unraveled Podcast or on Spotify at The Unraveled Podcast. Thanks for listening.